What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What's up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, what's good? This is Manny Digital, and welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Yay, yay. All right, now we can talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm, le- I'm letting all the baby noises go first, and then... Yeah. <laughs> what's good, y'all? What's going on, man? Over here, dealing with podcasts. So your boy has some, some news. Yeah! I know this is going to excite Manny. So yeah, man. Me and my girl are gonna have another child. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she's she's a she's a few months pregnant. We went uh, we went to the doctor to confirm it the other day. So I wanted to wait till we went to the doctor before I told you guys and and said it on the podcast. But yeah, it looks like uh, baby number two is on the way. Yes. So I'm, a, I'm really gonna be in the fatherhood's trenches. Yes. Oh man. All not, that, not that it takes away from the fatherhood trenches I'm in now, but all my, it's gonna be all, all my smackings. All my brujeria has been working, yo. Congratulations. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put your name in a piece of paper. <laughs> so so how are you feeling about that? Obviously excited, but uh, but I'm sure you're Yeah, I mean I, look it's 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 a, it's scary just you know to think of double the amount of pressure and stress and responsibility um and you know already tackling the issues and trying to figure out parent you know parenting and fatherhood now is is has been a lot of responsibility um but we kind of planned for it like we didn't not like we right. yeah we kind of like planned and, yeah. and my thought process has always been especially the more that I'm with my daughter and 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 just as much as the the amount that I love my daughter I'm looking at her and I'm saying I don't like to myself like I I don't want her to be alone in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was an only you know not was I am an only child. Um my girl's an only child and we both didn't like that experience as an only child necessarily. You know like we we both felt like it would have been kind of cool to have uh, a sibling in life, you know, and especially going through some of the trials and tribulations and life things that we went through each of us separately, having a, a sibling could have really, you know, helped out a lot in terms of like feeling more, you know, just feeling less alone in the world. And I just see my daughter, I just, I just, I'm like, I really want that for her. And I want that, you know, and not just for her, because obviously this child we bring in is not a toy for her. <laughs> right. That sounds terrible, but they will I have get it. it. You know, and it's like this family unit, and it's it's funny because my dad's an only child. My mom isn't. She has my my I mean her sister, my aunt. Um, but I'm kind of like in terms of like my dad and then me, kind of like breaking that only child. We're breaking the only child uh cycle, right? 
but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and excited for, you know, for, for that, that the sibling thing for, for my daughter. Yeah, that's great, man. But you know, I mean, we're in the beginning stages and, and I'm, I'm kind of like superstitious about talking about it because, yeah. you know, it's so early in the pregnancy and you just don't know what could happen. And you're worried about just the he- the basics, like just want the baby to be healthy and, and all that stuff. And we feel like our daughter and our, you know, in our eyes is perfect. And, 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 and we just, you're like, you know, can that happen again? You know, like, can, can, yeah. the, can the baby be as perfect as, as the first one? And, and that's where we're at right now. Yo, congrats, B. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks. How, how's so, how's your lady taking it? Like, is she also equally as? Are you guys on the same level as far as how you feel? Yeah, I think we're both on the same level. I think she has an approach. I mean, I'm. I know that she's stressing life as well, like regular life shit. That you know, now we're doubling down on on the stress level. Right. But I, I don't know. I feel like she's a little bit more. Um, go with the flow ish type. And I'm a little bit more like, fuck man. Like I really, not to say that she doesn't worry about, you know, shit, but I'm just, it just feels like she's trying to like de-stress by that. Just being a little bit more go with the flow in the moment. Cause she doesn't want to stress herself and her body. Right. Yeah. yeah Where yeah. I'm on some like, well, you're also, stuff. you're also the one who's getting on planes and traveling and, you know, trying to manage a lot of that type of, time so I, I could imagine that 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 thought process is different than her thought process right i mean i'm sure she has her points of view and she'd probably be like well i want to be jumping on planes too and yeah i don't i don't i don't mean it in a in a yeah. like flossing yeah. way i'm just meaning in terms of no no, of, no, no, no. Of, I get of, of a time thing like oh man you know like should i really be getting on should i really be going on this trip right now when i've got this I mean, other I mean, stuff going you, you know, you, you you think about every expense you have, every anything you you know, like fucking going out to dinner or anything, you start to like count every penny that you're spending. But then it's like part of you is like, bro, you can't be like that. You just gotta kinda keep going the way yeah. you're going. You know, I I've we're terrible pe- uh, penny pinchers. Terrible. Like in fact, I think that I'm those type of people that when I'm getting poorer, I spend more money. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you're just like, like, like fuck the, it. I'm the type of dude that if I open up my wallet and there's only three dollars in it, I'm like, might as well spend those motherfucking three dollars. <laughs> they have no place in that wallet unless it's like. A, but I'm the type of person if I have like a hundred dollars, that hundred dollars will be there forever. I will not break that bill. So yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> man, you got a lot of things to think about, man. Yo, wait. So the birthdays are going to be pretty close if all works out full term and all that, right? Yeah, that's the other crazy shit. Like, if everything works out, uh, the baby, 99.9% will be a Gemini, just like myself, my girl, which is three too many Geminis. Your lady's not happy about that. No, no, she's happy. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, anybody, you know, even Geminis say, God damn, that's too many Geminis. You know, like, (laughs) that's six personalities, you know, (laughs) And and our daughter's a Taurus, and she's right before Gemini. So yeah, we're all gonna have like the birthdays, like just all back to back, which makes it even more financially disturbing. For me. <laughs> so what's the what's the age gap gonna be between them? About two years, two years yeah. apart. Yeah, two, okay. two and something. That's a good which one. is everybody said that's the perfect time. Yeah, that's a good one. Perfect age gap. 
That's dope. So, I mean, I'm just looking forward to, you know, God willing, everything goes good. Um, I'm just looking forward to the to, to see, you know, two, whether it be a brother and a sister or a sister and a sister, playing together and being together. And to me, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. My wife sends me every night. So my two youngest are th- almost three years apart. And like every month or so, I'll get a few f- pictures from my wife of them two like embracing each other or like playing with each other. Yo, it's, it's, I can't even describe how dope that feeling yeah. is. Cause it's like, damn, yo, that's, that's what you ideally want. You want, if you have multiple children, you want them to get along at, at yeah, the and bare minimum and, a, and, yeah. Yeah, and appreciate each other. And my, my daughter, the youngest, she's always like, let me give you a kiss. Let me give you a hug. Like really trying to, and he's kind of, you know, the boy is kind of like, ah, come on, but he loves this shit. And so yeah. it's it's really dope to see. So I, I, I can see what, you know, I, I hope the same for you. And you too, Kay, yeah, I, eventually. Kay's like, nah, don't worry. I'm good. Kay's got cats. Very, very, very happy with life right now. <laughs> I um, I see, I think we talked about when, when Paul, a.k.a. Dream Champ Sports, a.k.a. Dream Big Hip Hop, um, his, his two youngest, man, I've never seen two siblings so attached and so close to each other. They damn near act like twins. Like, they just randomly hug each other randomly will hold hands walking with each other you know they randomly like like just support each other oh you can do it you know like and i'm just like wow that's amazing and yeah i would love for that to be the case that's dope. it sucks if you have siblings that hate each other <laughs> oh man that would suck yeah that's gotta be that's gotta be a hard one yeah or it backfires and my daughter's like wait 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 i was an only child what the hell you just did you know you threw a monkey wrench in my in my fucking strategy here <laughs> you know what after we spoke about um it was last episode we were talking about like food and you and e you were concerned about like your daughter eating too much like if that was an issue or something you made it seem in that description like she's in like a like overeating i, like... Knew, I knew you were gonna take it that way <laughs> i knew you were gonna take it that way <laughs> no I but i was like god damn nah nah but she's i think a habitual snacker it's a big difference okay sorry you're right <laughs> you did say that but it's gonna be interesting when there's a, a food sharing opportunity what's gonna happen there Cause my kids, what's gonna happen? Yeah, cause um, my daughter, yeah, <laughs> your daughter's well, gonna be like. Hopefully, one's more finicky, like a finicky eater, and really doesn't <laughs> like to eat that much, and, and it's like sliding it to the other one. Like here, just have my stuff. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna make them love each other even more. They're gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, yeah, man, it's crazy. So you know, like. Everything's changed, you know, trying to, to figure out, you know, the living and like, you know, getting if we're going to get a bigger place, if it, just everything changes, man, because it's too, you know, if, if it's tough now, imagine having two. So, I mean, I know you get it, Manny. I don't know. Again, like I look at some of my friends and I don't know if it's the family helps. I look at me and my girl, I'm like, why are we so like overwhelmed by one? That's normal, though. You, you'd be surprised how I mean at the beginning, and and you guys the the closeness in age also will play a role here in like the immediate stress of like having two kids, but gra- more more quickly than I think you're experiencing with your single child now, I think you'll develop some because you you're not gonna be so hyper focused on the same shit 
after you have your second. There's going to be a lot of shit that you just kind of let slide, like aren't as significant as far as how you look at your kid anymore. Sometimes to their detriment, because you're like where you might have been hand sanitizing every five seconds. Maybe you do it now every couple minutes. You know what I mean? Right. So like you're going to be more lenient about certain shit. So the stressors and when they start like playing with each other, the stress levels kind of reduce. Oh, no. Yeah. But that's still years away. from Right. Now. That's what I'm saying. You, <laughs> you got so you got a good right year. Before Days, weeks, months, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's about to get real. And and my whole thing is, you know, got to make sure that it doesn't interrupt uh workflow. And because now workflow is, it's like it's the struggle. Uh, you know, this is the ongoing struggle. I'm sure for, and this is why we even created fatherhood. It's it's like the balance of like being there for your family and working, and it's just like and and working in the environment that we work in, which is you know entertainment and music and art or whatever which is not a normal environment. And it's just now more than ever, I need to figure out more ways I feel to make more income. Um, so I got to, that would mean working more or figuring out more ways to, to get things done. So, and it feels like I'm going to have less time to get things done. Yeah. I'm a little stressed on that. department. <laughs> I could tell if you want to support fatherhoods, go to fatherhoods.com. <laughs> Do we have a, a pa- what is it? A Patreon? <laughs> We need a Patreon. Like we don't have help a Patreon. Buy a new crib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope. But we do have subscriptions available over at Anchor.fm slash Fatherhood's Pod if you want to support the podcast. The subscription is free, isn't and, it? Well, we can get paid subscribers through there also. Why would someone pay us for something they could do for free somewhere it's, else? It's like a Patreon, bro. It's Anchor. Oh, it's with... like a yeah, yeah. Oh, but don't call it subscription then. That's what they call, call it. Subscription. <laughs> Get down with our support shit, B. So before we get we have our guest on, anything else we want to talk about? Hmm. I I think I had a topic, but I've been overwhelmed with the news of a second EFN child. So no. And it won't be a third, man. I'm not I'm so don't stop your voodoo now. No, I'm you know what? I was thinking about saying that too. I was like, yo, you know what? I'm not gonna stress you about a third. Two is two is a lot. Two is plenty. Good, man. Good with two. So you you just enjoy your two, bro, because I don't want to see you stressing no more like this. Yeah, bro, I I, I can't grow any more white hairs. <laughs> Fuck. There was something that I listened to today. I was in the car and um, I had the Brilliant Idiots podcast on, and they started talking about parenting again. And both of them are parents. No, nah, no, nah, just Charlemagne. Schultz, Schultz is okay. not. And um. They started talking about affirmations, just, you know, the importance of, um, you know, good, good words coming from the parents to the kids and the kids not looking other places to get, you know, uh, words of advice and, and affirmations and, you know, building up that confidence and everything. And he, Charlamagne had mentioned something about just learning how to how important that was to his kids i think he used an example of his daughter running track and and you know she didn't do all that great and she he was pretty blunt about it and you know made her start crying and 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 his wife set him straight just in terms of you know you can't talk to her like that not like you're talking to your friends and just kind of laying the you know there's different ways about making kids feel good about themselves even if they you know, even if they fail and things. So I'm just wondering, um, 
like Manny, how do you, you know, are you a proponent with, with your kids now that, because they're they're a bit older in terms of like giving them, you know, giving them that support, giving them those, uh, you know, the, those good words coming from you guys, letting them know you're proud or, or are you not so much in that zone? I, I can't speak for all guys, but I have a strong suspicion that we all are relatively bad at this, right? I have, I, if I had to pick an area where I've seen the most growth personally in fatherhood, I'd say it's in this area of being cognizant of the fact that I need to affirm, give something so sarcastic to them. I would imagine you being a very sarcastic father. You know, I am, I definitely am, (laughs) but I'm also, I find myself more inclined to surface and have conversation about the negatives versus the positives. Right. And so, for instance, if my kid, maybe my kid hit five jump shots throughout the game. Right. But turned the ball over six times. I'll focus on the six turnovers and I will mildly, if at all, mention the five jump shots. Right. Which is fucked up. But that's historically that's how I've been. And it's actually through basketball that I think I've made the most significant leaps in in flipping the script. So. I would, and my oldest daughter, unfortunately, she's, I, I keep saying, you know, she's been my training wheels in this whole thing, and rightly so, she's the first. But I noticed, I got to a point where I started actually paying attention to her reaction when I spoke versus just speaking, trying to convey a point. And then when I noticed how her demeanor kind of shifted to like a really ne- you know, negative uh, facial expression, is when it clicked, and I was like, yo, fuck, I'm really not doing a good job at this shit. So what I started to do was just stay quiet um, because my initial reaction would be, let me go target her her faults. And so I said, you know what, let me just shut the fuck up and not say a word. And I practiced that for a while, and then I got good at it, and then I said, all right, let me just start pointing out good things. And I started to do that. And, even, like, the other day is... is something happened here where you know she's really she's a really good student and she works really hard at keeping her routine as a student so she'll get home doesn't matter what day it is it could be friday most people get home they don't think about homework until sunday night she makes sure that she bangs out her homework as soon as she gets home on friday like if it was tuesday or whatever other day and then she kind of relaxes and enjoys her weekend so she's doing her chores and i go up to her and i'm like Yo, you, you don't know how proud I am. Random, like not warranted. There was nothing that took place. I was just like, you don't know how happy and proud we are about how you've matured into the woman that you are. And she looked at me like, you okay, dad? And I'm like, no, seriously. Like, And I, I, I go through all the examples of the things she's done. And I'm like, there is nothing that you can't ask us for that we won't seriously consider giving or granting you permission to do. Because you have exemplified what it is to be our child. The the expectations we have for you, you're beating them in every category. So I want you to know that you got to pass pretty much to get what you want, so long as it's within reason, because of all the shit you're doing. So keep doing it. And she looked at me with like this perplexed face, but I could tell like that touched her. And it, it t- it's taken me years to be able to get to a point where I can do that. So long-winded way of saying I it's been a, a journey. And I, I couldn't tell you that I'm at a point yet where I feel like I've conquered this. But 
it's helped me a ton being able to really purposefully use affirmation in a, in a genuine way. Do you think there's a cutoff point in terms of age where it matters to kids whether or not their parents are proud of what they're doing or giving them like vocal vocally letting them know, Hey, you know, I'm really proud of what you're doing. I mean, you think that's more important when they're younger? Do you think they equally, it's equally as important for them when they're older and teenager or even into young adult? I think it would be equally as important throughout their life. It, at the end, of, it's back to being consistent with anything, but at the same time, it's also maybe as the the amount that you do it might change because you know knowing the person that is your child, you might say, okay, well, you know, there's times to do it as they get older, when they need it most or something. I think, my take. I mean, when you guys were younger, did 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 any I, <clears throat> if your parents or your mom or anyone gave you positive affirmation did that make you feel good did it help you at all i don't i don't know how it could make anybody feel bad at any point well so for me me growing up i i was able to parse when i deserved it versus when it was like my mother just being really proud of having me and bigging me up for every little thing right because a parent especially i would gather our parents generally speaking Every little win or every little potential win was highly touted. It made like if you hear your mom talking to her friends about her, you know her kids, her kids are like fucking giants. When in reality, we're fucking just kids, right? The way that they talk about you. So I was able quickly to parse out when I deserved it, when I didn't. So for me, it meant a lot. Yeah, I guess when I was young. But it started to diminish in return value as I got older. But I think that also had to do with me finding myself and understanding who I was, right? So, so for me, I, I think later down the road, it didn't matter. Like you could much. be proud of yourself, and that's what all that mattered for you. In a yeah. Sense. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is psychological issues that I might have, but I mean, I think it's kind of ill to hear, like, genuinely as an adult from a parent say you know that they're proud of certain things that you've done that maybe before they didn't quite understand or whatever and now they're like kind of like understanding more what maybe stuff you've done whether it be career-wise or whatever to me it holds more value now because it's like you're on a level playing field like you know from one adult to the other and this is your your parent whether it be my father who i don't have the best relationship with or my mom either of them telling me that they're proud of something holds more weight to me now than it did when I was younger. Mm. So, I, I, but that I might be fucked up kid shit. I don't know. No, I, <laughs> fucked I, up childhood shit. I totally understand what you're saying. And I, I agree in my personal experience. I also agree with that. Like, but, but those are fewer and further between than when you're younger. Right. Like you may not. For sure. For sure. So that's what I mean. I, not that they, I, I don't mean to discount them now. I'm saying the repetitiveness of them when you're younger, I think, is more warranted, right? So if we're thinking about our own kids, I'm also of the belief that things should be earned. It's not just give, 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 just cause, right? Right. right, right. And so that's how I treat it with my kids. Like I give them um, positive encouragement, generally speaking, when it's warranted. Like 
and be like, yo, that, that was real nice that you treated your sister that way because you could have been a dick about it, like to my son, because my son tends to be a little bit of an asshole. So when he acts accordingly, I'm like, yo, you see, that's what a big brother's supposed to do. Good job. And stuff like that. So like, and, you know, school, because when you're going to school, when you do good shit, like it's, that's means to celebrate. So that should happen a little bit more frequently. But I, I don't, I, I think formative years, like with everything else, Kay, is probably yeah. where the majority of that likely has to happen. Only because it starts to form the person more confidently, I, I would right. imagine. Right. And on the flip side, if, you know, if a parent is always focusing on the negative, negative, negative and making the kid feel like shit about what they're doing, that, you know, that has a pretty negative impact on their confidence and what, what they're going to be like growing up. We, we got to yeah. get we got to get a psychiatrist or psychologist. I always fuck that up. Well, psychiatrists here. give you the meds. Psychologists. So, no, we don't want that. We want the <laughs> one, no meds. <laughs> no meds, med. <laughs> yeah, because I think about it. So I think sometimes I have a, I have a like going to like thinking about discipline and all that kind of stuff with with my son. Sometimes I'm just, I try to think about like I don't want to, I don't want to over criticize and over discipline because I don't want. I don't want it. I don't want that to be like the factor that helps shape his confidence level, right? I don't want to overdo it with the with the with the praise because then you know then you kind of create this unrealistic world. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to just nitpick at everything that might be negative or that he's got to work on because it's like a work in progress, and you don't want the kid feeling like. Oh man, I can't do anything right. That you know that kind of shit. And w- what sucks, and I think is probably the pitfalls of parenting in general, is that although you're balancing that and it, and it, everything you're saying, I agree with. In a kid's mind and world, that balance <laughs> means nothing because yeah. everything is either really big, you know, like it's just you don't know how they're taking it in, you know. So you you're thinking I'm I'm you know I'm giving them a spread and I'm. And I'm balancing it out where you don't know what's really affecting them or not affecting them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because because you're looking at it at levels of averages. Like, all right, yeah. over the last month, I probably nitpicked right. twice. For them, those two moments were, were the, uh, yeah, off the chain. Off the chain. So that trumps Yo, everything else. Fatherhood's product alert. I got a new <laughs> You know how there's Fitbit. It's like a Fitbit that the kid wears, and then it, it tells you on your Fitbit when they when their emotions went up. <laughs> You're checking their heart rate. You're like, oh, oh yeah, that that didn't work. That was a bad one. Oh, 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 Got to change that 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 approach. It's called it's called an Apple Watch. They got they no, got those. Kidbit. <laughs> Kidbit. Holla at me, uh, tech companies. Holla at me, China. <laughs> It'll be the fatherhood's version. We're gonna start the Kickstarter for it. Um, kind of oh. along the same lines of what we're talking about. Um, I want to bring something else up kind of in the same vein but i want to bring in uh, our guest today all right cool let's do it so today's guest is fellow crazy hood mc filmmaker he probably made some of the videos that all your kids like most likely (laughs) chances are our good friend uh michael garcia make some baby noises for him please (laughs) (laughs) what's up guys what's up 
the show. It's been a long time that uh, we were supposed to have you on. So thank you for finally joining us. No doubt, man. Long time listener, first time caller. You know, so. So, so yeah, hard pause, <laughs> hard pause and hard pause on the hard pause. Um, so, G, you have a daughter. Correct. How old is your daughter again? Uh, she'll be 12 in January. Nice. And, uh, and your situation at home is, for the, you know, obviously for the listeners that don't know. Complicated. So, basically, uh, the the mother of my child and me uh, didn't work out didn't work out very early on in the relationship. Um, so we decided to part ways when my daughter was about four to six months old, uh, which was really difficult. Damn. And uh, uh, yeah, and then um, but you know, uh, time goes on and um, we've moved on and uh, I'm engaged now and. You know, she's had another daughter with someone else, and she's very happy, and uh, I'm very happy. And, you know, like you guys always say on the show, it really does take a village. Um, so I have now 50% custody of my kid. Um, nice. I mean, if, if you want to get technicals, like 48.75. but um, That's real technical. Shit. They, they yeah, actually I mean, broke it down like that? Well, yeah, because they do it by the days. Like, we did it in mediation, and, and the way the oh. days worked out, you know, it, it's just how many days I got versus she got. Um, so basically like during the school year, cause we live about a good 20 miles from each other. Damn. So d- during the school year, I see my daughter, uh, every Wednesday and well, by the paper every Wednesday and, uh, into Thursday and then every other Friday through Monday. And then during the summer breaks, um, I get her five days a week and then she'll get her two days. And so when you do it like that, it, it ends up being that, um, so about, it's about 50% roughly because what happens is. The mother of my child, you know, she's a nurse, so she works really long hours. Um, so I end up picking up my kid from school, even on days that are not mine, which I happily do, because I just want to be around my kid all the time anyway. Um, so I, I spend a lot, a lot of time with my daughter, more time than the average, like, and it's not to knock like a weekend father, but it's, you know, I, I'm very blessed that I have a good relationship now with the mother of my child. Um, so really the only times we ever really fight is just kind of over, like, where is Julie going today? You know, and like, I'll be like, oh, I want her. And she'll be like, no, I want her. And then, or like if I have to, because I travel a lot for my job. So if I have to travel and I lose a day, then, you know, an argument might pop off that I'm going to want that day back on the back end. You know, I'm not just giving up my day, like, gracefully. So, like, if I were to leave on one day that's mine, I'm going to want, like, two days next week instead of one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of bar- really- A lot of bartering going on. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's 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 not uh, a perfect system, but you know, my daughter definitely has her father in her life. Um, that's really all I really wanted, and, um, and she has a great mom. And you know, with the help of my fiance now, and you know, we we really make it work. Um, and you know, I'm just I'm just blessed to be around my kid as much as I am. You know, in the beginning, it was kind of difficult. Uh, we weren't really seeing eye to eye on a lot of stuff, and. You know, to any fathers going through a breakup where, you know, you're not getting your way, I, I would highly advise to just go to mediation and or court because, like, once those documents were signed, it was kind of just, like, done, sealed, and there was really never an argument after that. What yeah. kind of – when when at first – when you first – guys first split, what kind of visitation rights like – how much time were you able to spend with, with your daughter and she was super young? Man, it was, like, every other weekend, which was, like, killing me, wow. you know? And, um, and she wanted it that way. I mean, I, I left the relationship 
um, I wasn't happy. I was going through a lot of things in my own personal life at that time. And I, I just wasn't happy in general. Um, you know, we got engaged, but it was really more of like, you know, now you're pregnant. This is the next step. This is what we're supposed to do. Like shotgun you know? style. Uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, she's pregnant. Let me do the right thing and pop the question. And, and it wasn't that I, I didn't love her. I mean, I just, I think we were both going through um, a very wild uh, phase in our lives at that time. You know, we were both young, younger than we are now, obviously. And um, and uh, it just wasn't going to work out. And I, I didn't want to be uh, a bad example of a father. Hmm. Um, so I chose to leave the relationship and kind of just get my, myself together. Um and then, you know, uh, it was at first it was every other weekend for like a year. And then it was just, you know, she kind of got over her anger towards me, I think. And um, I started getting more and more time. But then, like, what would happen was, like, you know, Christmases would come around and I wasn't getting every other Christmas and I wasn't getting every other Easter. So eventually that came to a head. And, you know, we amicably just went to court and just figured out, like, the right system that was going to work for both of us. And, you know, it's, it seems to be working so far so good. So, so typically people go to family court, right? Um, mm -hmm. But that doesn't end in mediation. How did you guys find the mediation route? And remember, every state is different in the way they deal that's, with this. That's too. also true. Well, in Florida at the time, I'm not sure if it's still this way. They, 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 the court before you can go before a judge, they demand you go to mediate. They demand oh, you go to mediation. So okay. you can work it out amongst yourselves. You know, um, that's because we weren't legally married. I'm, I'm not sure in the case of a married family, how that works. Um, but we weren't legally married, so we had to go to mediation. And then, you know, she had her attorney, I had our attorney, and they put us in separate rooms where we could hear each other kind of either yelling at our attorneys or just not yelling, like, in a bad way. It was just, like, trying to, like, you know, it gets... Going uh, Cuban, just animated. being Cuban. Yeah, yeah, it just gets animated. I mean, you're fighting over your child, right? So you're yeah. going to fight tooth and nail no matter what happens. You know, right. like... If I had my way, I would have just took full custody and let her see her on the weekends, you know? Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously financials are a part of it as well. So you got to, you know, disclose how much money you make, how much money she makes. And they, they come up with a number, what they think is right, um, that's good for the child and how much she needs to uh, actually take care of it. The beauty that, about living in Florida is, like, from what I've read, and I, at least in my case, Florida's a very father friendly state like they want fathers in their child's lives hmm. so unless you're like a drug dealer child molester killer murderer you know one of those kind of people you're gonna get your kid like there's just nothing that she could do to stop it you know i don't unless you like have some kind of crazy domestic violence issues or or you know crazy drug issues or a drug addict you're getting that child you know hey, real quick um, gee, out of curiosity when when they were putting the the price tag on what the child needs I'm just curious, like, did they say, like, oh, this is what a average child, you know, needs? Like, did they have a number already that they were saying this is what the child needs? Average? No, I, I mean, it basically goes down to, like, how much money does she make? How much money do I make? And who has more time? So if I had more time, she would actually be paying me. You understand? Which is why it worked out that yeah. like, I got 48.7.5%. And if we went, like, 50-50, nobody pays anybody. Because at that point, the child is... um is legally between two homes. So I have 50% custody by law. Like you can literally fight. I, I'm not all fathers do this. You can fight for like, I don't want to pay anything because I am absorbing half of the cost of this child, regardless as it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, so you, you mentioned you actually see your daughter more often than what the agreement was, um, because of yeah. your, 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 her mom's work schedule. Um, 
how does so does it work out that way all the time or because the way i'm envisioning the relationship is you know if you get her on a wednesday during the week school you know during Mm -hmm. the school year you you may not see her again for i don't know however many days later right um Mm -hmm. but that's such a if it is keeping to that schedule it's it's likely a very interruptive type of schedule for the kid right let's say you get her monday wednesday and then saturday right Mm -hmm. um you get her two days in the week now there's a different bed she's sleeping in that's a different, um, you know, routine yeah, it's as like far you're as going, to school. Like you're going out of town. You know, yeah, like it. And that, again, I know you said you you see her more often, so it's likely less. It's more routine, less than, of impact, right? But like, has it always been that way? Does it? Have you noticed anything that affects her in the in that routine or that schedule? No, not really. I mean, look, I I grew up in a, a household like this. Like my father and my mother weren't married, and I would have to go see my father every other weekend. And, um, and I, and I kind of deeply inside, it's not to knock my dad, but it's like, I just wish he fought for more time, you know, because now, you know, growing up now, like my dad's like my homie, he's not really like my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't view him that way. And it's unfortunate. It's, it's not like an insult to him. It's just, uh, but when it started really picking up for me, back to your question of me getting a lot more time than usual is when she had her second child. So when she had her second child, like she needed breaks, like she just needed that time, you know? And, um, you know, it, my daughter might want to just come to my house or she's working late. Sometimes my daughter just wants to come over cause she likes taking it here cause we have puppies, you know? So she likes to come play with the puppies and, you know, and she likes being around my fiance and, uh, they have a very close relationship as well. I don't see it ever affecting her, but then again, my daughter, this is all she's ever known. You know what I'm saying? Like we right, broke up right. very early on in the yeah, relationship. become accustomed, so especially like, a young child, got accustomed to these things. Yeah. You said months, yeah, like, right? It was, she was months Yeah, old. it was like, she was. Yeah, yeah, it was like three months old or four months old that we right. broke up. So, like, my daughter's never known me to be, like, in the house with her mother mm-hmm. in that sense, you know. Uh, but it's very, very important to me to create a, a structured relationship. You know, me and my fiancé have worked really hard to, like, try to build a, a really, really good structured relationship here. So when she comes here, it's still a home. You know, it's not like I'm living in a wild master pad or anything like that. Like, she still has a, a, a structured home. She comes here. She does her homework. She has her own laptop here. The only time it gets tricky sometimes is like clothing, you know, like I'll buy clothes and then she'll take it over to mother's house and then, you know, it doesn't come back, you know, and shit starts getting expensive, yo. (laughs) (laughs) I just buy you new sneakers and like, now I just never see them again. I got to buy another pair of sneakers. Um, Another thing that's, you know, kept us really close knit is my daughter's activities. Like she's really heavy into dance. She does dance like five days a week. Um, So I'm like gangster dance dad. I'll hang out at dance practice and I just watch her dance. And, you know, if I want, sometimes I'll just go by, I'll just pop up my baby mom's house and just like knock on the door and like come in, you know what I'm saying? And just like hang out with my kid for a couple hours and leave. Um, so that kind of friendship that we built with each other has been very beneficial to me. Um, and it's been very beneficial to my daughter and very, very beneficial to the mother of my child. So we make it work. You know? What What about the, is is your daughter's mom now she has another she has another baby what about the father of that child is that is he in the house with your daughter and the baby or or no um well he was uh, they're um you know they're going through their own things right now that I'm okay. really not at liberty to speak about but yeah. but he was for uh for about 8 years um and he's a great guy i mean i still talk to him to this day okay you know? uh yeah like when i so my daughter goes to a school that 
is a junior high, and then the elementary school is like connected right next door to it. So it's like, you know, you graduate that elementary, you go right next door to junior high. And I'll pick up his kid from the elementary and my kid and just hang out with them both, you know? So it's not like, we even do it that way too. Like I'll just pick up her sister, you know, and just hang out with both of them so they stay together sometimes, you know? Uh, while her sister's never slept over here, but I, I will take them out and kick it with them. Or like I'll go to her sister's birthday parties and, you know, I'll go hang out with his, like, I'm even close with his mom, like my daughter's step-grandmother. I'm even close with his mom, you know? Wow. So it's it's a very, like, I know it sounds crazy and like, like a mathematical clusterfuck, but it actually kind of works. It's a very big village of people just all helping each other out for the kids. You know? How did, how did you guys grow you and your baby's mom? How did you guys grow? Like what, can you take us through kind of just a summary of like the journey? Cause it sounds like it was very contentious at the beginning and now you've mm-hmm. been able to mature both of you to a place where you're friendly enough where it doesn't really necessarily have to negatively impact your, your daughter. What were the major yeah, milestones mean, there? Court, man. Re- Wait, he, yeah, court he said, helped? He said the court helped. It helped to structure them no, 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 to no, not but, worry about arguing. Right, but still. Yeah, because like, like even the first month after court, right, because, you know, in all honesty, at the time, we weren't really clicking like that. We were going to court, like everybody's fighting for everything right. we can get, right? right. And, and so... We weren't really clicking, but once those paperwork was filed and it was like done and signed, and there was like anytime she was like, "Oh, no, Julie can't come over," I'd be like, "I just pull out the paperwork." I wouldn't even like go as far as just like sending her a text message of screenshotting the contract, like boom, here, you know, like so. There's nothing you're gonna argue with me about at this point. And yeah, so, but and vice versa. Like, but it's easy to argue with her about either. But even know? even with that said, right? Like it, it can't go, just flip a switch and be like, oh, it's all good now. We're just going to go by the letter of the law. Like, even even you sending he's a saying, screenshot... He's saying court made it cordial, and it took time for them that, that's what to I'm really asking. personally get cordial after it's, that. It's like it was just time that passed, and that's how you guys got... Yeah, it's just it's just over time, you know, I earned her respect as a father. You know, her the mother of my child grew up in a similar household as well, where her father wasn't really around, you know? Okay. So... So it wasn't foreign to either one of us, but I think we both made an instinctive decision. We actually had a conversation one time that we were just like, look, like I'm not going to live the next 18 years of my life fighting you every week. Like I'm just, I, I have friends that have gone through that. Um, I have family members that have gone through that. My mother's gone through that. I'm not doing that shit. Like I'm not with it. I'm not with it for my kid. And one thing me and her never did was fight in front of my daughter. So we could have wanted to like stab each other's eyeballs out. But if my daughter was around, it was like, Hey, how you doing? Cool. And you know, it was always nice to court. You know, like we never did it in front of my kid, but there was times where it was like really, really ugly. But once the court documents got signed and like, you know, time goes on, you know, she had her husband. I had my wife slash fiance, well, fiance, but I call her my wife. We've been together so long, but um, I've had my girl, you know, there was really nothing there to really beef about other than just the well-being of the child. And the court made it in a way, we structured the deal in a way where it was like, there's no beefing, you know, like, and, and it's down to like everything. Like the paperwork really outlined everything. Like my daughter, one time I went to LA for a job. When I flew back, my daughter just sent me her Instagram. And I was like, yo, how do you have Instagram? Hmm. She's like, oh, mommy set it up for me. And I just shut that shit right down. I was like, she can't have Instagram right now. Because by our paperwork, she can't make life impacting decisions on my kid without consulting me first. Mm. And, ah, and I was that's interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, so she can't decide when my daughter gets a driver's <laughs> license. She can't decide what school my daughter goes to. She can't. My daughter can't change her religion without talking to me, and I have to be involved in every single one of those decisions. She can't decide what dance school. She can't decide anything. It has to be a mutual agreement. So that forced us to start communicating maturely. 
because what are you really fighting about at this point? Right. And I, while I know that what the mother of my child was doing, my daughter was 10 years old and she set her up with an Instagram. My biggest fear is social media with children because I don't care how many filters you put on Instagram, like you still could get Kim Kardashian like in a thong or, hmm. you know, a fist fight or a, a terrorist beheading or whatever, you know, anything of those nature. Or just, or just creeps out there looking, yeah, yeah, you know, looking yeah, around for people. That's, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the atomic bomb of all of them, you know? So I I wasn't really cool with the idea of her having it. And I don't think my mother of my child is not like a social media expert, not to say that I am, but being because of the industry that I work in, you know, I'm on social media a lot more and I'm a little more tech savvy. I knew what the dangers were of it. I didn't want it. She had to shut it down and she shut it down. It was that simple. Like my daughter's phone is connected to my line. You know, so like I can see every number she's texting. I can see everything. So, but all those things are structured in a way where me and her have to talk about. We have to agree that she can have a phone. We have to agree. Shit, that structure will work for couples together. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a teamwork thing, dude. Like the other day she had a, a birthday party that she had to go sleep over. That was her first sleepover party where we weren't going to be there. But we knew the parents. But I knew his, I knew the mother. I didn't mm. know the father. You know what I mean? So it was like, not to say the guy's a bad guy, but like. You know, the, the thought goes through your head. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a little girl. But we had a long conversation and a talk. And, you know, obviously we spoke to my daughter very maturely about, you know, anybody trying to touch you the wrong way. And, you know, not to freak her out, but, you know, you have these conversations. And then I decided that it was okay to let her go. You know, that for me, that's the hardest part of parenting right now. It's just like parenting for me, I've noticed is like a never-ending vicious cycle of just like letting go. You know, you have to like let go when they walk and give them freedom, and you gotta let go when they have a phone, and you know the internet's gonna come, and then they're gonna go to school, and you gotta let, you just gotta keep letting go. You fuck. know, and it's scary as fuck, but you know, it's just a never-ending vicious cycle of letting go. You know. Yeah, damn, you sound like a Disney commercial right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just something that I I had read, and I, it really impacted me, and I and I realized that Garcia's next song, "Letting Go." <laughs> letting go. No, nah, but yo, but that's, I mean, that's real, that, that's a real profound observation because as you were saying it, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm my, my daughter is 12 years old. She's going to be 13 soon. My, my oldest yeah. daughter. And, and that's exactly, and I was kind of telling the guys a little while ago, that's, that's kind of everything that's happening. It's like mm-hmm. she builds up, it's almost like she builds up all this trust and equity in, in how we perceive her. And then it, it spills over into us allowing her to take another step in distancing, not distancing, but like doing something that More we wouldn't. Know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The freedom. So, but it's yeah. shit. That's for the rest of my fucking life. Great. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, like it's funny. I was listening to the, uh, the buckshot one that you guys tell me, you were talking about the lying. And I remember my daughter had lied to me for the first time, like the day before I heard the podcast. Yeah. You know oh, so, at least that I know of. That you caught her out on, yeah. right? Just yeah, in time. I, yeah, and it was it was minimal, you know. But like, just the fact that she lied to me, I knew I have entered a new dynamic of the relationship. You know, like she used to talk to me about everything, and like now it's kind of depressing. Like she's eleven and she's in junior high, and I'm still cool, but like I'm not as cool. <laughs> you know, like I know mm. I'm not. And like she used to talk to my wife about everything, and like. Like I, my daughter's already started menstruating, you know, and like she hasn't, she won't admit it to me. She won't tell me. And I, I can't press her on it cause I don't want to make her uncomfortable about it. But, but you know, it's like, we have to keep it secret. It's like a secret in my house that I don't know. And shit. It's like, this is so fucking weird. Like she's it's science. Like obviously she's going to menstruate, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
But the question is, so, did you use the buckshot method, or are you going to use the buckshot method? No, actually, what I did was something different. My grandfather, my mother always told me this one thing about my grandfather. Is I don't really believe in, scold, how can I explain this without sounding like a complete fucking sucker? But, like, I don't believe in scolding my kid in a point of, like, yelling at them or hitting them because I have a girl. If I had a boy, like, I'd be fucking him up. You know, but, like, I have, a, but I have a girl, so I don't want my daughter to grow up be 25 and think that it's okay for a man to yell, call her a bitch, hit her, scream at her, talk to her in a certain tone. I don't well, want I mean, her to... bitch is a little too far, buddy. But, well, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want her to grow up with, a, with, with the inclination that it's okay for a man to scream at no, her I get or it. I yell get at her. It. I get you know? it. So, so when she lied to me and I caught her on the lie, you know, she, she tried to front, but like, she finally had a buckle because I, she was watching her favorite show on Netflix and I just told her, yo, like, I know you're lying. So you could tell me right now oh, I can just put you to bed and there's no more TV for the rest of the weekend. Mm. And she just owned up to the lie. She said, yeah, daddy, I'm sorry. I just thought you were going to get mad. And my grandmother, my, my mother had told me that her father told her this once and I did it to my daughter and it worked. I just looked her dead in the eye, got down on one knee and I just, you know, to get it to her height because I didn't want to talk down to her. Yeah. Um, and I just basically told her like, yo, Julie, you lied straight to my face. I just want you to know you've really, really disappointed me. I'm really let down by you. You really broke my heart. You disappointed me. Yo, she was devastated. Like devastating. She couldn't look at me for the rest of the night. Um, she was embarrassed. She was like really, really devastated. But I told her with a line of a level of respect because, at least in my household, you know, and I'm not judging how anybody. I'm not telling anybody how to parent their kids. But like in my household, when I talk to my daughter, I try to talk to her like an adult and try to just treat her with the same respect that I would give anybody else. And I want it from her too, you know. And Something Manny said, I think on one podcast, I think it was a two short one, you're talking about like, you're trying to maintain that respect level back. I hope I can do that, but like, I'm not stupid. Like, you know, she lives in Miami. There's a lot of options and there's a lot of dumb shit going on. And, you know, middle school is scary, man. It's just terrifying me right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Hey, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me ask you, I wanted to ask this question from the beginning. Um, and it was spilling over from the last segment. And this goes out. To Manny as well. Kether has a son, so it wouldn't really go to UK. But you can chime in on this too. So in this new quote unquote woke world we live in, uh-huh. right? What do you guys think about like they're saying now it's wrong to call your daughters princesses, it's wrong to say that they're pretty. Um, I even saw like a sketch, I think, on SNL where they were like saying something about that like you couldn't say a, someone was pretty uh, you know a, a woman or a girl was pretty or what do you do you, do you guys have any thoughts on that because i'm calling my daughter a princess all the time <laughs> and i'm telling I mean, her look, she she's pretty all the time i man you want to go first nah you 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 the guest you go first bro oh personally i could give a flying fuck about any of that shit if i want to call my daughter a princess i do now one thing i do do because my sister adrian is like one of the most like woke like, holy shit, you're way too far, me too movement, people in the world where it's like men are just evil kind of people. Um, she taught me, and I appreciate that she taught me, is that whenever I do compliment her looks, I back it up by a compliment to her education or her talent. You know, so it's not just you're so pretty. It's like, Julie, you're so pretty and you're so smart. And, you know, and I do it like once a night, right before she goes to sleep. And like, she still has me put her to bed. So I'll still go to bed with her and like, she'll be cuddling in my arms and I'll like, give her coquita, you know, like run my fingers through her hair so she'll go to sleep. And I'll, and I'll be telling her, you're so smart, you're so pretty, I love you, and, you know, you're, so, you're doing so good in school, I'm so proud of you. So I just don't make it about being pretty, but, like, yo, if I want to call my daughter beautiful, like, 
my kid, dude. Like, I'll call her whatever I want. Like, she's gorgeous. It's not, I'm not insulting her. Um, imagine, imagine there's a father out there that he's like, I'm going to keep it real. You're not pretty. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is a father out there. Yo, baby, I, I told you I'm never going to lie to you. Yo, you ugly as fuck right now. Yeah, like Buckshot's lying technique. Like, he's never going to lie. He's like, you smart. No, 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 you smart, though. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know how I, like, man, I'm 41. I, I grew up in a much different time, but, you know, I, I am worried that these, the, the real world versus the woke world is two very different places sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm very encouraged by all the female rights, and I'm glad that my daughter is growing up in an age that's really fighting for her rights. Um, but I'm also worried because I, I give her a lot of compliments and she's never really felt any confrontation. Like she's really good at dance. So I haven't had the dance competition where she's lost yet and I'm waiting for it to come. Like she, I feel like she needs to get beat at something to really learn what life's about. And I, I don't think she's been beat yet. You no, know, no adversity um, yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm worried about like maybe one, one legit fear I have is that I've over, you know, over made, I've, I've made her, I've built her confidence up too much. Mm. that sheltered you know, her I'm nervous yeah i've sheltered her too much and I've, she feels like everything is just solved easily by daddy mommy uh you know you know that if when she loses she's not going to go out and take it it may come with a heartbreak of a relationship and i, I don't know what that moment's going to be but when it comes i'm just hoping she's prepared for it because she hasn't felt that yet and i'm, I'm kind of worried about that right now mm. amongst five thousand other things as a parent that i'm worried about but that's one of those things <laughs> <laughs> KK, uh, just just for your opinion, do you have any opinion on that about call you know looking saying beautiful, pretty princess? I think it's fine. I, I mean, I, I like I like G's method of, of it, where it's yeah. not just physical, but it's also you know it's it's mental as well. So right. you know, you're 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 beautiful in and out. You know, you're smart in and out. That right. I think that I think that's a you, good beautiful astronaut. You <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's it's funny. I that's the first time I've actually heard that. I, I didn't know that that's a thing. Like people are saying, no, you shouldn't say she's pretty or yeah, a no, it's a thing. I didn't know it's, that shit. Am I the only person that's heard this? Gee, no. you haven't heard this. You listen no, to the I, news more I, than I do. This is a, yeah, this is the first time I've ever heard well, this. So like... I mean, I've I've I'm not gonna say the only time that I really was in my face was I think it was SNL skit. It was recently where they were saying yeah. something like the lady came up and. The guy said, you look pretty. Oh, and, you know, like, I don't know. They made a whole thing about it. Mm. And it makes sense to me. Like, I, I get I get the understanding of, you know, like, you're objectifying, you know, women and that girls are, you know, you're just, you're making them think that the looks from young, if you keep just instilling that, maybe they think that's the only thing they need in life or or that's the only thing that guys would appreciate. So I get the psychology behind it. Now... As a term of endearment for me to be able to, you know, to go to my daughter and be like, my princess, my, you know, you're so, you know, beautiful, you're pretty. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it regardless. Like, you know, I'm sure if I had a son, I'd be like, look at my handsome young man here, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you would say to me. I don't have a son. So, yeah, that's did exactly you say, what, you what did you say, Kether? Handsome yeah. young man? Yeah, yeah. yeah Strapping tell him, young lad. Telling him, tell him, tell him he's handsome. Telling me he looks smooth. Telling me, you know, like yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. I'm but, a little looking motherfucker. Like, <laughs> but I also tell him, but I, you know, but but I do the same thing with just like, yo, you know, you you're you're good out and in. You know what I mean? You, right. You've got right. a you've got a, a great heart and a, and a 
and a solid inside and you're smart. So, and that's what I instill in him to look for with other people as well. Like, Hey, it's not just about what's outside. It's the inside as well. I mean, like, E, like I, I know your, your, your daughter is like a year and a half. And Manny, mm-hmm. you have a daughter my age, but like, I don't know if Manny goes with this, but like my daughter really likes, I mean, she's about to be 12. She's getting into fashion. You know, she mm-hmm. likes cool clothes now. So she'll put on cute outfits and be like, dad, don't I look cute? Am I wrong for telling her she looks cute? Like, I, I don't understand. You know what I'm like, where does the line stop? Like, I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite. No, <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'll be like, yo, I don't know about that shit. <laughs> better relax. I mean, girl, let's, let's look a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, does, she doesn't dress inappropriately. She's no, no, no. I know. I'm just fucking <laughs> around. <laughs> walking around like, you know, like it's the 90s or like school I'll be like, I got some cross color that I could dust off for you. <laughs> that would look amazing on you right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so you talked about some of your fears. Um, She's 12. Are you, well, two questions. Fears, where, where do you see yourself? Because obviously I, I would imagine you want her to, you know, excel in school and ultimately maybe even end up in college somewhere. Are you, mm-hmm. back to the letting go thing, are you more prepared for when that time comes? If she said, you know what, I want to go to California for, for college. Is that something that you uh, think I, you'd be all right with? Yeah, because... This is going to sound really crazy, dude. Like, yes and no. So I have a whole theory on this because she she wants to go to um, oh God, uh, Juilliard in New York, right? So she's had this plan. My daughter is very goal-oriented. So since she was four, she knew what junior high she wanted to go to, which magnet program. And she got in. And now she knows what high school and then she knows what college. And she's one of those people so far, granted nothing deters her outside influences or anything, that she sticks to these plans. She'll probably end up in, in Juilliard University. New York, in New York. So my plan from there is like, okay, I can't crowd her because I get what it's like to be in college. But I don't know if I'm cool with just seeing my kid like on Christmas, you know, or like Thanksgiving when the break's capping and shit. So like I, I said like, okay, if she goes to New York, maybe I'll go retire in New Jersey. You know? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> or, or like Pennsylvania and shit, you know? If she goes to UCLA, maybe I'll go hang out in San Diego. San Diego's nice. You know, like right. something that's like, in, a, in an achievable way, if she gets into a big problem or an emergency, Dri- driving it's, distance. It's, yeah, it's not an airplane flight; it's a three-hour ride or something. Right. You know, so that's kind of been my my thought process on it right now. We'll see as she grows up and detaches even more um, how I I'm, feel. Then, I'm but right now, my thought process is like, huh? I'm fucked when that yeah. happens. I'm gonna have to look for Century Villages close to them or close. To- <laughs> yeah. <see? laughs> like, I, I'm just I, I my plan right now is just to kind of keep it like within a two state distance, something close. You know, um, that's pretty fucking but, elaborate. Like you've really been thinking about this shit. Yo, I I have a really big. I mean, he knows me very well. Like I, I when I had my daughter, like I, I used to be like really social and going out. You would see me everywhere. And, like I'm really like about my kid and my business and trying to make something of myself that my kid could be proud of. So like letting her go, like she's. Like, yo, I have a cool job and, you know, I, I love my fiance, but like, I look at her like, yo, you are like what I have, you know, like everything else is replaceable, but like, I have you and I, and I don't want to lose you. So, but with that said, I don't want to be like overbearing either where it's like, I'm knocking on your door every Saturday or Sunday, you know, like, but I just want to be accessible to her. You know, I, I know it sounds crazy, man. It's just the way I look at it. No, it's, it's not that crazy. That's pretty, there's a lot of logic behind that. 
Um, mm. I, I like to ask this question, and in in honor of E, um, are you thinking about having any more kids? Uh, the the conversation that's come up with me and uh, my current wife. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. We're not exactly trying right now. Um, but wait, I'm sorry, not, you not... said you are or you're not. I said I'm not opposed to it. We're just not trying at the moment. You know, we're not like let's go have a kid. You know, we're not trying to do that. Yeah. I think where we're at right now, and this is like my daughter was the the happiest accident of my life. You know, yeah. Um, but the where I think where we're at right now is like we're trying to you know buy a home and we're trying to you know get ourselves together a little bit more financially and maybe at that point the cars line up. But then you know there's age as a factor as well. So it's like how long can you hold that off? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not like shutting it down and I'm just not like, I'm not, it's not really like a, a conversational piece right now, you know, for us, you know, it's like, Oh shit, we're going to go out this kid. And you know, it's Wednesday, you know, the 23rd, you're ovulating. Let's go. Like we don't do that. You know? <laughs> gotcha. <So. laughs> that happened here though. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you saw you guys did it? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So, no, my my daughter was built off uh, off a of black label in the long night. <laughs> but, well, I'm talking about the second one, not the first one. Oh, okay. My oh, second I didn't know one. You're about that. I'd like to congratulate you on the air. I didn't know you admitted it yet. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Admitted it. I've admitted it to the world. I know. Made it public, dude. You're kind of a you know you're a social media presence. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would keep it private still, but <clears throat> we are we do do fatherhood, so like, I I think it would only behoove me to share the journey with our listeners word yeah so so you you actually planned this one I mean, you, you like did you wait for like a year and a half and said okay at a year and a half i want to do it now or i mean kind of yeah i mean potentially we kind of did i mean i didn't 100 percent plan it to the t but it was pretty planned out and my girl does have all those like apps and spreadsheets that let us know what's <laughs> popping and um <laughs> And, you know, and like I said earlier, before you, you jumped on, I, I did think about it and I was like, I really want Emmy to have a, a brother or sister or to have a sibling and not be alone in the world. And, and that was a big driving force to me. I was like, as stressful and as, as much pressure would put on me, you know, it would bring me nothing but joy to know that she's not alone in the world. And, and Kay, how many do you have? One. I got a seven year old son. You, you, you still only got the one. Okay. I didn't know yep. you got another one. Not uh, one, one and done. Yep. And Manny, what do you got? Three. I got a twelve-year-old daughter, six-year-old boy, and a three-year-old daughter. And I'm I'm uh, hoping yeah, my wife really lets not... me have a fourth. Dominican. Oh, you you really are Dominican. Yeah. Um, yeah so, <laughs> no, the reason I'm asking is like one thing that that's helped me back in the past from wanting to have another one is like Julie's my only child. I was an only child. Um, I know I said I had a sister, but I called her my sister. She's my cousin. But like I was an only child growing up, and Julie's an only child, and I feel like. Being that I only have Julie a certain amount of time, I, I feel weird. Like, you know, sometimes it, it, it bothers me, like, the thought of, like, okay, I'm going to have another baby, but then Julie's going to feel neglected. So I don't know if that's selfish for me or selfish of me. It might be. Um, but I, I just kind of want, like, Julie to be my world sometimes. That's sometimes why I have reservations about having another child. And then there's other times where, like, you know, I should just have another child because, you know, my wife now deserves it, you know? Yeah. So, Yes, yeah, I mean it's, pre- it's preference at the end of the day. There's no yeah, right or it's, wrong. it's different strokes for different folks for sure. And pause. <laughs> There's no pause <laughs> there because you have to stroke to have the second one. All right, unpause. So, 
So, I mean, yeah, man, it's everybody to each their own. I mean, for me, it was the same thing, like, what opposite. Like, being an only child made me want to have um, another child. But on that note, this is the Fatherhood Podcast, and that means every father has to go and take care of something after this. So we end this at an exact time of one hour. Is it one hour? No, more. Yep. Oh, we went over? Oh, oh yeah. shit. That's all good, though. <laughs> but, yeah, man, G, thank you for, for coming on the show. You're always welcome on the show. Your family, so... We need you Thank to come you, back and tell us about the journey. Um, you could be like Paul. Paul's like uh, practically one of our co-hosts already. Right. Oh, dope. So yeah, man. Thank no, you, and I, 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 go, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. I'm just, just going to tell you, like, I, I really, really do enjoy the podcast. Like, I, I don't have a lot of time on my hands, but this is one of the podcasts that I, I check up on every week, and I, I really enjoy it. So keep doing what you're doing, and uh, pick a good album cover for me, man. You know? so, <laughs> I <all right>. bet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bye. All right. Peace. Peace.